0: Hello, and welcome to The Queers Are Watching, where we, some queer girls, watch some stuff, some TV shows and some movies, and then we tell you about those TV shows and movies. I'm Hannah, and what should you know about me? I'm bisexual. I like to write about bisexual characters and how they're represented on TV and in the movies, and I've done some research on that. And
1: I don't know what else to say about myself. So that's Sarah. That's me laughing in the background. Uh, My name is Sarah, and I love to critique TV and film. Um, I consume a lot of it, but I don't have any real qualifications. Haven't done any research. That's okay. (laughs) Sorry. But I do love watching TV and film. I also have to tell
0: you that we're not normally this awkward. (laughs) It's just really weird to be like...
1: Hello! We are... We also have a very strange setup right now. Like, we're sitting on a bed, and we are very close in a room, um, trying to record this for y'all, so... And we had some technical problems. So many.
0: And now we don't have any technical problems. (laughs) So it's a really exciting time. (laughs) Um, but today, we're here to talk about Atomic Blonde. Yay! Which we just saw.
1: Um, let me give you a little background on Atomic Blonde. It's rated R, it's one hour and 55 minutes, and the synopsis on IMDb says, An undercover M16 agent is sent to Berlin during the Cold War to investigate the murder of a fellow agent and recover a missing list of double agents. It has a 7.1 on there, and it has a 75% on Rotten Tomatoes currently. Um, it has Charlize Theron as the main character, James McAvoy, John Goodman, Sophia Batella, and Bill Skarsgård. Yeah, so we just saw that. We just can't. It's fresh in our minds, guys. So fresh. All of the gore is so fresh. <laughs> All and, of the violence. And there's a lot of gore. Which um, I like, so. Yeah, I
0: mean, I was <laughs> definitely not complaining about that. Before we saw the movie, uh, Sarah looked up some of the things that people were saying online, and a lot of people, I guess, were quite offended by the gore, which I don't understand what they thought. They were going to see.
1: A lot of women on Rotten Tomatoes were like, she's not classy because she's killing people violently. And I was like, well, I mean, it's a spy movie. So that's literally her job. Like <laughs> she, she is a killing machine <laughs> and I was on board with the killing machine part. Same. Um, my favorite part about the violence is they juxtapose it with eighties pop music, which was very good. Very I, cool. I did really like the soundtrack. Yes. Yeah, it's, I want to, I don't want to purchase the soundtrack because I probably have all the songs already, so I want to find the soundtrack track listing and then make my own Atomic Blonde mixtape, basically.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think we could, we could tell from the music that it was in the 80s, but also just the sheer number of cigarettes that were smoked <laughs> across the span of the movie. Uh, so many. And then when you think about, like, how many takes they had to do where are they getting all of these cigarettes?
1: (laughs) So many cigarettes. There's also like a lot of neon lighting. Um, What else was like very 80s? Like there was some like historical things about the Berlin Wall. It took place in Berlin. Um, So there's that.
0: (laughs) Honestly, the costumes weren't very 80s, but I feel like that's because they were in Berlin and East Berlin for a lot of it. The only super (laughs) 80s costume choice for me was her off the shoulder black and white striped (laughs) oversized sweater. It was so cute, though. I really wanted it. I saw it, and I was like, I need this.
1: I liked everything she wore after she would come home from a long day of killing people. Yeah. Like, her comfy clothes were really cute. Her, like, spy clothes were super obvious, by the way. Like, if you're gonna be a spy, don't dress like a spy. She was wearing, like, a coat at all times and heels. It was very wild for me.
0: And when she wanted to escape, she would often put her hood up around her face. Like, (laughs) like... basically, I'm not suspicious at all. Don't be suspicious. (laughs) Yes, that's exactly what she was doing. Oh, poor thing. So, why did we go see this movie, you ask? (laughs) To yourself, because we can't hear you. Um, (laughs) What a concept. And the answer is because, first of all, it's a spy movie, which I like. Second of all, you know, I had heard that she you know, sleeps with a lady in this movie, and I was like, what does this mean?
1: It's very true. She does sleep with the lady in this movie. And, you
0: know, my question of what does this mean is actually not very answered by the movie itself. <laughs> because it seemed to be pretty ambiguous of whether she slept with this person because she genuinely wanted to and genuinely cared about this person, or if it was like, I don't mind sleeping with this person to get information that I need.
1: I think... I mean, yes, like I uh, like I am I'm thinking that as well. But I also think that she like cried after her lover died. Spoiler alert, y'all. If you're listening to this, there's so many spoilers to be had. Um her name was Delphine and she was a French spy. Um so I think because we got to see her like cry and stuff, like that was supposed to be like she really did care about this person. So that for me, like, makes it canon. She's a canon bisexual. Because in the beginning, she's, like, upset and, um, I guess, kind of hurt by uh, one of her fellow spies being killed. And it's very clear that they had a relationship, which kind of bothered me that this kind of seemed like a revenge type of thing.
0: Yeah, I believe his name was
1: James, but that Mm -hmm. could be just... It's James. James... I have notes, y'all. Sorry, I'm trying not to make noise. Not not Okay. Something. Yeah. I can't remember his not name. Not right McAvoy. Name.
0: No. Um. <laughs> I I did write down one of the things I wrote down was that it seemed like all of her pain in the movie centered around the death of this James man. Yeah. Um. But I think that's kind of an interesting reversal because usually it's you know the man pain as we call it when mm-hmm. a female character dies and got very little or possibly no screen time before her death and then the entire rest of the movie or tv show or whatever it is focuses on the male protagonist's pain and suffering because that female character died who we know nothing about so it's kind of an interesting reversal because we really don't know anything about james we don't know anything about their relationship really other than that they were together in some way um but she's clearly distraught over him whoever he was.
1: (laughs) I think that's maybe like, it was, I guess, jarring to see a queer woman die on screen by being strangled. It was very violent. Another spoiler alert. Like it was very, very violent. So if that's like not something that you want to see, um, I wouldn't see this movie. (laughs) Um, and I was thinking like, yeah, they often kill like the romantic partner of the spy to, like, further along their story and to, like, humanize them because then otherwise she is just a killing machine. Um, so I was kind of able to, like, look past the, like, they killed a lesbian on screen thing to be, like, there was a purpose to that, so. But then at the end, it almost cheapened
0: it for me when she was about to, spoiler alert, kill Percival and he was, like, have you ever noticed how everyone who gets close to you dies? It's like, yeah, we get it. Also, that's a trope. Also, that's been said a million times. Yeah,
1: that was a dumb piece of dialogue. Yeah, that scene, the dialogue wasn't the best. The dialogue was pretty bad. Especially, like, in the end. Like, when, like we know that he's, like, a spy for the Russians. And when she, like, goes to kill him, he says, like, the one thing he's learned of all this, like, double agent crap is that he loves Berlin. Like... <laughs> What? Okay. Yeah. I
0: don't, I don't fully, I'm not on board with that dialogue <laughs> of that whole scene. Um, it was very strange. I believe he says, I fucking love Berlin. Yes, he
1: does. Um, and, and he's then, described as being feral, like he's absorbed into his environment. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: What else do we need to talk about? We need to talk about the mirrors, which I loved okay there were mirrors everywhere and it was always like showing her two faces which you know (laughs) then i'm like those duplicitous bisexuals and their (laughs) two faces
1: i mean yeah that that was another thing that bothered me like it was like oh she's a double agent she's a triple agent like Mm -hmm. it was pretty wild like that she happens to be bisexual and she's also like devious
0: like literally by definition her whole the whole point of this movie is like at the end ooh, plot twist she was actually a double agent the whole time
1: working for the American CIA
0: um so like the mirror the shots with the mirrors I think were really beautiful um I'm still not sure how I feel about the messaging there
1: um but I don't know there was another like subtle thing that I was like is that a message and I can't I can't pin down why it doesn't sit with me well, but in the end, when she is killing all the Russian KGB people, um, she shoots someone in the head, and, like, his brains get blown out backward, and it hits, um, a picture, like, a huge frame picture on the wall, and it's of a woman in black and white, and the blood splat, like, covers her mouth. And I'm like, what does this, what does this mean to me? Like, I... I'm still unclear.
0: Is it, like, b- bloodthirsty women? I don't yeah. I don't know. Who knows? An- <laughs> another spoiler alert, we're feminists here. Um, <laughs> In case you
1: missed it. <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't know if you got that. Um, the other thing that people were writing online about this movie is that it's, like, feminist propaganda garbage or whatever. Which, really, truly, reading those reviews and then watching the film, it wasn't. Feminist propaganda at all? Yeah, I would love feminist propaganda. <laughs> that is not what it was. True, it was not. No, like she has a couple really corny lines where she's like, "I'm my own boss" or whatever <laughs> she says I don't remember what she before says. she like stabs someone with her heel. But like, it, yeah, it's nothing. It's nothing new or groundbreaking.
1: Also, she like uses her sexuality a lot um, to like distract people, or, like, she kills someone with a high heel in, like, the first 20 minutes, um, she does a lot of, like, really sexual things, and, like, she doesn't, like, dress like she's here for business, I guess, which I guess is using your sexuality to your, like, benefit, maybe, but it's still, like, she's a really sexualized character, so I don't really necessarily, like, consider it, like, super feminist, Not that, like, being sexy is not feminist, but, like, she was written by somebody else. It's like she is making conscious choices as an actual spy. Mm -hmm. That would be totally different.
0: I thought it was interesting, though, because to me, she, she is naked in the first scene that we see
1: her in. But to me, she wasn't very sexualized in that scene. I had a lot of hope in that moment. It was a very dark scene. The coloring was very, like, blue um, and it was very, like, a sterile environment, and anytime you see her not killing people, she lives, like, a really, like, clean, sterile existence outside of the cigarettes. So I had a little hope that she wouldn't be hypersexualized, but from that point out, she kind of was, so. Yeah.
0: But yeah. there also was this aspect of her, she as a character was obviously very in control of whatever was happening. Um True. But, yeah, like you said, it's not like she is an actual person making actual decisions. <laughs> it The decision was made to make her this way. And we know from, you know, a bunch of movies and TV shows that have come out in the past 10 years or so that, um, you know, girl power is acceptable to a mainstream audience as long as they're still super hot and dressed really femininely. Um, Which she was. Yeah. And is. She's styled very, very feminine. Um, which is not, you know, not a bad thing by any means, again, if you're a real person. But it is kind of getting old, like, the trope of, like, the hot girl with the heels that can also kick butt. (laughs) Um, so, I mean, I expected that going in, though. Because I saw the trailers
1: and I was like... Same. But I just, I couldn't resist. I was ready for it, though. Yeah. Um, the other thing I didn't like is, um, the product placement. Like, it was entirely a Stoli and Jack Daniels ad. The whole thing. Because everywhere she went, she drank Stoli on the rocks, right? But, like, everywhere that the guy that was a double agent, what was his name again? Percival. Percival. He, like, sold Jack. He had Jack. Like, he would drink Jack. It was everywhere. Like, I can't even describe a scene that he was in where he didn't have Jack and this was his death scene. Like, it was pretty much everywhere. And I don't know, like, how cool Jack was in the eighties. I have no idea, but it kind of surprised me that it was like constantly like turning the label to show it. Yeah, like, I was like, okay, so how much did they pay to get into this movie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. The other thing I want to talk about is in the beginning when Lorraine is telling her story, she says like that she doesn't want American CIA there. Um, so as not to blow her cover, to, like, appear that she, like, hates them or whatever. And she, like, calls the American CIA guy who's played by John Goodman, um, a cocksucker. And if she really is a queer woman, (laughs) that really, like, doesn't sit well with me, that she's, like, the worst thing I could think of to insult this man, to make me look like I hate him, is to say that he sucks dick. Like, so, like, gay dudes... Gross. You're awful. And then it's mentioned again in the end of the film. It's like the last line of the film. Yeah, he's like, really? You had to call me a
0: cocksucker? And she's like, well, I'm glad that it was very convincing. So I don't, yeah, I don't know. (laughs)
1: Like, I guess
0: that's fine, because she was acting or whatever. She wanted to appear like...
1: But that's the first thing that came to her mind. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, maybe, like, she was like, you know what straight men hate? Being called gay. I don't know.
0: That it is true, they do not like that at all.
1: One bit. <laughs> one could only figure that out <laughs> by one word from a straight man. Yeah. Um, I don't know what else I had to say. Other than like another spy film where communists are all bad and they're all fascists. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> hmm. I think I've given myself away as a communist. Oh no. <laughs>
0: I mean, yeah, I, I definitely saw that. It was... And especially because at the end it turned out that she was working for the Americans the whole time. Go America! <laughs> team America.
1: That's basically exactly <laughs> how I felt when it was like, oh no, she's actually with the CA. I was like, oh, America. I think I wrote that down in my notes. Like... Yeah. com.
0: Yeah, it was, it was very, like, in the end, the person that you liked the most is American. So... It was, yeah. Mm. Communists are bad. America, America's good. Good. America's good. <laughs> um, so that's what we learned from Atomic <laughs> Blonde. Yeah.
1: That's um, terrible. That's not what I learned. I don't know what I learned from that. Nothing.
0: I mean, and you know what? It. I will give it this credit. It was really good at being an action film. Yeah. The action. The action. Action. Yes, that's <laughs> a word. The action sequences were shot beautifully I think Mm -hmm. um I can tell how much work and effort went into that unlike some other action sequences in some other action movies
1: that are we gonna name them we may (laughs) or may not name Wonder Woman (laughs) oh um I mean we can talk about that we also saw Wonder Woman together
0: yeah I just was the action sequences were
1: kind of sad um (laughs) I mean, obviously, there's a lot of green screen technology going on in Wonder Woman. Let's be real,
0: but like, not even well done green screen technology with all of the money that they have. A lot of shitty
1: CGI. It was a DC film, to be fair. They don't have a lot of money. They weren't expecting this to be a big deal. Oh well, there's their first mistake.
0: (laughs) Um, but yeah, I felt like Atomic Blonde like the action sequences there was there was really nothing that happened that pulled me out so much like of being like is that something that would happen like yeah even even the scene where she kind of like flies off the balcony and uses the is it a garden hose or whatever it is oh yeah Like she slams against the wall on the lower balcony it's not like she like lands like a cat (laughs) so I was like all right there's some semblance of realism And she, like, does
1: get her ass kicked. But she, like, also ends up killing whoever attacked her, so... Yeah. It's pretty realistic. She's scrappy. Yeah. I mean... I'll give her that. (laughs) I didn't dislike her. I liked her. Yeah.
0: I wish we had known more about her. And I guess that that's probably, like, intentional, Mm because she's a spy, and she's so mysterious. (laughs) But I felt like she was a little underdeveloped in that sense of, like, I don't really know,
1: like, why she's doing this. Or, like... Yeah, like when she had emotional reactions to things, I was like, "Why though?" Like, yeah. What do we know about you other than like you like to kill people?
0: Nothing. We sh- she likes to sleep with hot women mm-hmm. and likely hot men too, even though that never happens on screen, but mm-hmm. she was definitely with a man at some point before the movie started. Um, she has great sweaters.
1: <laughs> She does these great sweaters.
0: When Um, she's being herself, she's always blonde. When she's being someone else, she
1: wears wigs. I loved her with um, red hair for some reason. Mm -hmm. That was, yeah, I was vibing with that hair. (laughs) (laughs) Was that
0: when she went to the movie theater or was that when she was... That's
1: when she was like trying to get past like, um, I think the wall. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I liked that hair. I mean, I liked her with dark hair too in the end the last action scene Mm -hmm. so i was like what's going on yeah i was like she's the double agent i was like is she like a double double agent yeah Mm, yep that's that's (laughs) what happened i was real confused for a minute there guys because i'm not really that great at identifying um plot points in action movies they get sort of they become lost on me
0: well, and I think that was one failure of the dialogue that often when they were like kind of talking logistics, like I would kind of tune out a little bit because they're like, well, this person's giving information to this person and this person went here and did this. And I'm like, I don't know who you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. Please let her stab someone. <laughs> um. So like, because something else that people were saying online is that they thought it was boring. I don't think it was boring overall. I think there were moments where I was like, this could be a little faster paced. Yeah. Especially in the beginning. I feel like the beginning was a little slow. Because they were like, very clearly like, we have to set up this whole mission.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I can't think of a better way to do it. So I think I'm not going to be that critical about that. Yeah. Like, I think that's fine. I enjoyed the pace because I enjoyed the tone and the coloring of the scenes. So I was okay with that because it was pretty to look at. Yeah. So it was only when they were like, name drop, name drop, name drop is backstabber on the list. (laughs) I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're saying. So maybe that's where I got a little bit lost.
0: Yeah. Like if I hadn't had a pad and pencil in front of me to write down these people's names, I would not remember their names. Same.
1: I did the same thing. Yeah. Um, My notes look like a serial killer took them, by the way. They, like, are wild and big and written across the page. And I lost ink in my pen at some point.
0: I mostly stayed in the lines. There's, like, one part that I didn't. Um, but... No, (sighs) I I... But mine do look a little wild because, like, I had written down names. And then next to Percival, I wrote Satchel. But then, spoiler alert, he's actually not Satchel. Lorraine is Satchel. Yeah. And it was a trick the whole time. <laughs> um, so I was all like, ooh, I figured it out halfway through the movie. I know that he's Satchel. Um, I mean, I think that was the point.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think because it was so obvious that it was supposed to be him, I think I knew that it wasn't him, but I didn't know who it was. Mm. I was, like, confused. And, like, one of my first thoughts was, is it going to be her? And then I was like, no, it's not going <laughs> to be her. And then then I thought it was Delphine. Right, yeah. Um like overall I really liked it though. I don't know what people were complaining about on the internet Hon- honestly like I don't expect too much of action movies and I thought it was pretty decent. So Yeah.
0: Don't expect don't expect it to be like your new feminist <laughs> icon movie. It's not. It's a spy movie. There's a lot of gore. Lots of loud pop music. Yeah.
1: And it's pretty good for that. The violence is particularly jarring because it's like, oh, fun pop music is happening and we don't know what's going to happen. Boom. Like, people's heads are getting blown off. Yeah. So. But I'm I'm fine with that. The element of surprise.
0: Yeah, I think the only violence I didn't like is, you know, um, Delphine Delphine getting strangled. Yeah. Because that's also just such a that's such a more intimate way to kill someone and it's a way that men often kill women and it's very like there's an element of struggle whereas other people like mostly just get shot right in the face or stabbed or beaten up but like (laughs) don't I draw the line
1: at strangling apparently disclaimer I went to the bathroom during that scene um, and it was like right when they like arrive at Delphine's house and she's like I don't know what the fuck she's doing, but I went to the bathroom and I came back fairly quickly and it was just in time to see him wrap a, I think it was a phone cord around her neck and begin strangling her and telling her, sorry, love, this is like how you play the game or something is I think what he said. Yeah. And I was like, "Yikes, com. Like I knew she was going to die. Spoiler. Like somebody told me a spoiler because they wanted to make sure that I was okay seeing that scene. So I knew what I was getting into. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was still like. I just came back from the bathroom, which, like, when you watch a movie, the point of it being dark is, like, it's supposed to be separated from the real world because it, like, engrosses you in the movie. So, like, the bathroom lights were very bright. And then when I came back, it was, like, darkness, lesbian being strangled, on a huge screen in front of me. Yeah. Um, so that was, like, I think that might have been why I was, like, ooh, even though I knew that was going to happen. The strangling was very intimate. Yeah, I didn't like that. Uh. And clearly they had known each other. In the movie. Yes. Like, they were talking to each other like they knew each other. So that makes me wonder, like, the nature of their relationship.
0: Yeah. This is a... This is off topic, but... I guess one thing that did bother me about, like, you know, in terms of being realistic is that she didn't fucking know the whole time that there was a mic in her coat.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, she doesn't seem like a dumb person... But that was, I thought, a dumb moment. They're like, oh, yeah, no, he managed to eavesdrop on you the whole time because you didn't check your coat. Yeah. It seemed like a mistake she would not make.
1: True. Like, I think I thought that, but I was like, no, I'll just suspend my belief for whatever it takes, I guess. Plot device, plot
0: device. (laughs) As avid fans of Supernatural, the TV series, (laughs) we are... Trash people? Is that
1: what you were going to say? Trash people? (laughs) that.
0: And we're intimately familiar with plot devices that don't entirely make sense in terms of what we know about the characters. But, like, if the plot needs to just keep on moving along, you can put people where you need to put them.
1: We're also very familiar with uh, retcons, kill your queers, and queerbaiting, if you have ever seen Supernatural before. I'm sure we're going to do many episodes of this podcast About Supernatural. We'll just always loop it back around to that, y'all, because we really like that show, and we really like to critique it.
0: There's nothing that doesn't come back to Supernatural (laughs) in the end. And Destiel. (laughs) Yeah. And we'll get there. Okay. We will. (laughs) What were you going to say about the hot, steamy sex scene in Atomic (laughs) Blonde, though? Um,
1: Okay, so... I don't think it was as bad as I thought it was gonna be I thought it was gonna be like stupid or whatever um I think it was kind of strange like the positions they had them in for sex I thought that was kind of weird but also like it didn't look super sexy in the beginning so I think I was like able to buy it like it wasn't like made for the male gaze it was just like This is something that people might do, like, if they really, really want to touch each other. Like, that's kind of the position they were in. And then they, like, switched to, like, a more familiar sexual position, I think. So I was okay with that. Um, I kind of expected the scene to last longer. Me too. Yeah. Like, with straight sex, like, it's always, like, let's focus on the muscles in their back. And, like, (laughs) the constant thrusting. Like, this scene didn't really last that long. Yeah.
0: And usually, if there's straight sex shown in a movie there's an orgasm yeah which i was kind of surprised
1: that they just kind of cut away and they were like meanwhile well there's usually like a male orgasm a female orgasm gets you an x rating apparently or they don't have that anymore it gets you an nr yeah they refuse to rate you but i in the it was all in the extended trailer basically
0: which is like it's very clear how they were marketing this
1: yeah it worked on us. It really did. Like, <laughs> like, the queer girls will come, and the men will come. Yeah. <laughs> they were pretty sure.
0: There was, like, who's in the theater with us? Mostly women. Um, there was one older guy. Like, pretty old. I was like, mm. why, are, why? I don't know. Like, you live your life, sir. But also, <laughs> I don't know why you wanted to see this movie.
1: There was, like, a middle-aged dude to the left of us. Mm-hmm. Um, they all behaved themselves. Like, nothing yeah. weird happened. Nobody walked out. I bet
0: they're all going to tell their friends. I was hoping for more girl-on-girl action than we (laughs) received.
1: Well, it wasn't a porn, sir, so...
0: Oh, but there was someone online that was like, this movie shoves the homosexual agenda down your throat, which it... It didn't. It
1: it 100% (laughs) did not. I didn't even feel like the fact that she was a queer woman was even a plot point. It was just like her and this French operative are flirting and now they're having sex, which is just like the natural progression of things. So...
0: If it was a plot point, she would have gotten raped or killed. Yeah. (laughs) Because... Or both. Or both. Why not make it both? I mean, the lesbian got killed. Yes.
1: But it wasn't because she was a lesbian. To be clear. Yes and
0: no. Because ultimately she was being punished for...
1: For sleeping with Lorraine. Yeah. I mean, not because she's gay, though, which I thought was interesting for the time period it took place in, in the 80s, when people were real anti-gay because of AIDS. They weren't necessarily, like, anti-lesbian, but when has anyone ever been pro-lesbian to be h? Yeah. So I was kind of, like, expecting a little more homophobia than was received. I mean, it was in Europe, which, granted...
0: I don't know, I don't think it would have been that much better, but I also know that it's not the
1: same there. I have no idea. I know that there are a lot of Catholics in Germany, hmm. so that's pretty interesting. It's like half atheist, half Catholic. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know what it was in the 80s, though. But also there seemed
0: to be some, like, unspoken rule that the spies don't care if you're queer. I guess. Like, they
1: all were just like, who cares? We're all killing people on the daily we live
0: wild lives. Although that could have been because they were, like, assuming that they slept together to get information from one of one another. True. They were probably like, oh, yeah, no, this is just what you do when you have to get something out of someone. Maybe. But Butler- they did
1: say, like, oh, you made contact with her. And she's like, obviously, like, that was it. That's all they said. So. Yeah. I can't really be sure. Not that I'm asking for homophobia. I'm just surprised.
0: <laughs> You're like, where was it? I was really missing the slurs and the gay bashing. Uh, I was missing it.
1: No. Okay. Just just so we're clear. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what are you what are you going to rate it?
0: I don't know what's our rating scale.
1: I don't know. Do we have a rating scale?
0: We should have talked about this before. We're really
1: bad at this podcast. Sorry. Here we
0: are in this moment. Um, <laughs> I guess we'll just be boring and rate it out of 10. Okay. Um, like where IMDB. Um, okay. That's what they do, right? 10? Yeah,
1: 10. Okay. Rotten Tomatoes gives a percentage, so.
0: Um, I would give it 6 out of 10 because I enjoyed it. You know I'm really harsh on movies, though.
1: I'm going to give it a solid seven. Uh Uh-huh. So, like, it was good, but it wasn't, like, amazing. Yeah. I enjoyed watching it, for sure.
0: There were moments where I totally spaced out and was thinking about something else, which just
1: (laughs) kind of docks at some points in my book. That's true. I go to the movies to forget my life. (laughs) I consume all media to forget my life. Same. It's called hyperfixation. (laughs) So, but we don't have to talk about that. (laughs) Yeah, it's not a mental health podcast that's
0: not what this podcast is about <laughs> this podcast is about turning so, supporting on you <laughs> your tv or going into a movie theater and just like being like i'm not real these characters are real
1: that's my favorite it's all gonna it's be okay my favorite thing in the world
0: <laughs> yeah this is why this is why we're friends <laughs> you understand me oh don't cry
1: <laughs> i love it so much you're a trash person with me.
0: Yes. <laughs> um, so if you were looking for a podcast to listen to with, like, people who aren't trash people, you've come to the wrong place.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, we're going to try our best to keep, like, looking at TV and film that have non-monosexual characters on them. We're going to try. Yes. <laughs>
0: I feel like maybe we didn't
1: emphasize that enough in the beginning. Sorry. Um, I'm also, I'm pansexual. I didn't mention that. Sorry.
0: Oh, that's okay. My
1: bad. You don't have to out yourself. <laughs> I don't mind. I'm an out and proud kind of person. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I think we're, our main focus is going to be on non-monosexual characters. Um,
1: but we will talk about all queer people.
0: Yes. We're starved
1: for representation to be. We honest. really are.
0: <laughs> like if there's something with a bisexual in it that doesn't die or like murder <laughs> everyone, we're like, Oh my god, I feel so validated <laughs> for like two seconds of my day.
1: Tragedy. Um but has that ever happened? Um, Magnus Bane from Shadow Hunters. I mean he he's killed people, but like it's he's fine. He's not like a murderer True. per se. <laughs> he's not. I love him so much.
0: We'll have so. to do an episode about Magnus.
1: Yay! We also watch Shadowhunters and we read the books and we read them before we watched Shadowhunters. So
0: that's so. the level of trash people that
1: we are. <laughs> um, just so you're along for the ride here.
0: And this is not to insult anyone who enjoys the Mortal Instruments or Shadowhunters or Supernatural or any of the things we may have mentioned. We're right there with you. <laughs> we um, just feel that We deserve so
1: much more. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's true. I think um, it's possible to love something, but also be critical of it. And I think that makes you a responsible media consumer.
0: Yes. That is one of my core principles. Same. Like, not just about TV, but, like, in life. (laughs) Like, it's really important to me to be able to enjoy things and watch things and be like... I like this. Also, they should not do this and this and this. And here's why. Yeah. Um. Yay.
1: Yay. <laughs> so that's what
0: we'll be doing here. Also, that... um,
1: we've been told that our voices sound very similar. So good fucking luck telling us apart.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, is this Hannah? Is this Sarah? Who is Who it? Who knows? Who is it? Um.
1: Are <laughs> <laughs> you trying to make your voice sound like mine when you do that?
0: No, I was not actually trying to. Yeah. We also, we sometimes cackle and have the same cackle, um, so just a heads up on that.
1: Yeah, when we get real fangirl, our cackle comes out, so. When we have to talk about Supernatural, there will be many cackles. There will be... Many cockles. cockles.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> if you're not in the Supernatural fandom and you don't understand that reference, don't worry, you will someday, because <laughs> if you keep listening to our podcast, I'm sure that'll come up. Yeah. Um, Definitely. We're not bad people, you guys. We're really good people. <laughs> we promise.
1: I don't like to brag that I'm a good person, but.
0: <laughs> oh, I see. So you're so much of a better person than me. I am so humble. That you don't even have to <laughs> tell anyone. Yeah,
1: that's exactly what so I instead said. Instead,
0: you tell them in the most roundabout way. <laughs> At least I'm upfront about it. No,
1: I just have Hannah tell other people that I'm a good person. It works that way.
0: Sarah is such a good person. Thanks. She really is. <laughs> Um this has devolved. Sorry. So I think it's time for us to go. Um, um but we hope you enjoyed our uh discussion of Atomic Blonde. I don't know what we'll be doing next or when, but I hope that you're there listening because <laughs> the queers are watching. Bye. Bye. <laughs>